Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our interactive daily broadcast where trusted leaders bring insights and analysis to the issues from a biblical perspective. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get biblical answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Richard Harris. Hi, everybody. This is Richard Harris. Uh, welcome to the Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. Uh, today is going to be a fantastic program. Uh, I've got two very special guests with me today, and we're going to be talking about uh, something really, really important, and that is the question of abortion. But even uh, more specifically, what happened in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson when the United States Supreme Court overturned 50 years of precedent and reversed Roe versus Wade. It's going to be really awesome. Before I introduce my guests, though, I wanted to remind you guys that we are a live call-in show, and we would absolutely love to hear from you today. The call-in number is on your screen there, 719-619-2341, and uh, we'll probably be getting to your questions after the first break, uh, but we would love to hear from you, so call in now and get in line. The phones are open. Also, I uh, wanted to mention the Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference is coming up. It is just a few weeks away, September 7th through the 9th here at Karis Bible College on the campus of Karis Bible College in the main auditorium. It is going to be a fantastic event. Let me tell you what you're going to get at the, at the conference this year. First, an amazing lineup of speakers. Andrew Womack will be ministering along with America's historian David Barton. Uh, Chad Connolly, who heads Faith Wins and is an amazing uh, uh, champion in the, in the culture war. Uh, also, Pastor Lucas Miles. He's an author and uh, a great leader uh, who wrote the book, um, uh, woke Jesus is going to be ministering. Uh, our favorite Janet Porter, who was a guest on the show a few weeks ago, uh, Muhammad Faridi, and also Alex McFarland, evangelist, apologist, and just all around great guy, friend, and co-host on Truth and Liberty. And then also I'll be speaking, and we're going to have three workshops for you guys that are designed to equip you to be salt and light in the culture. And then we're going to we have the most exhibitors we have ever had by far. We're going to have almost forty exhibitors. These are strategic partners of Truth and Liberty who are like-minded organizations out there in the world fighting for truth, fighting for Christ and for His righteousness. You want to meet these folks. You want to learn what they're doing and get connected. And so it's going to be a powerful, powerful event. Well, let me get started with the show here today. I am so excited to have Elizabeth Murin and Matt Owen with me on set today. Uh, you guys have probably heard about Elizabeth before. If you've been to Karis for any of our dramas, you probably have seen Matt. Uh, he's a great actor. Elizabeth is, I just say she's in charge of all things creative at Karis. She's the director of the Film and Production School in Karis Bible College, the third year program uh, where the students learn um, both the mechanics and the art, right, yes. of cinema and drama, both stage and film. Yes. And so what an amazing program that is. And Matt uh, works with Elizabeth all the time and is in charge of, I wrote this down, it's a new title, but an event producer. So um, he actually has a whole history of his own in um, in uh, the, the movie industry and other things. So so thank God, thanks for coming on the show today, guys. Thank you for inviting us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah. Sure. Well, um, Matt, why don't, I'd like to just give you a chance to tell people who you are, since they're not quite as familiar with your story a little bit, and then, and then we'll dive into what we're really here about. Yeah, I, um, 
I have a degree in theater. And so I was always wanting to do theater and things like that. And so I got ended up uh, getting training in it and then moved to Los Angeles to try and, you know, make my way or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But uh, in, in the end, basically, uh, as I was trying to pursue something that I wanted, God got a hold of me, you know, through my wife, basically. Um, she That's had, how it happens. That is. Happens. <laughs> Uh, so uh she she really kind of steered me on the proper path and i just got sick of what all that was and so uh i I really laid everything down for the lord and asked him what he wanted me to do and Mm. uh, my next step then was to come to colorado and attend karis bible college um, which was such a dichotomy because i know what my gifts and my talents are Mm. but i had to lay that down for whatever god wanted to do with it it's the idea of laying the rod down right you know when god told moses and so when I came here, it was, you know, what it was, but uh, then Elizabeth came and everything that I ever was prepared for in my own strength came back to me just a 100 fold. Mm. And now I'm doing things that I not only trained to do, but then I'm also gifted to do, but I'm doing them under submission of God and I'm seeing God's results in that. Wow. That's so powerful. So well said. Well, Elizabeth, you have produced and written along with your husband, Robert, several dramas and shows here at Karis, and they are all amazing. Folks, I don't know if you've seen them or not, but you need to. Uh, Everything from David, King of Israel, to God With Us, uh, which is an incredible performance, Heart of Christmas, Esther, uh, goes on and on, right? These are amazing. Well, there's another one coming that you're working on right now. It's been written. You've started rehearsals and it's going to be shown, going to be the premiere performance, state live stage performance of Overturned. And uh, I am just really, really expecting great things from this. I I believe it's going to be life-changing. Can you tell us just a little bit about what this show is? Well, this is a show um, about um, God's heart for humans, mm. and um, I have—I know I've always been pro-life, um, and it's so easy to say that we are pro-life. You know, we are pro-life, and but man, to live it, to to live and to do it, and to uh, to do what we can with what we have to make a change uh, is is so important. So I know that since I was a little girl, um, I wanted to do something to contribute to the pro-life movement. Mm. Uh, It has always been in my heart. And I remember when I was uh, younger that I started this this campaign on my own. Uh, (laughs) If you don't want it, if you don't want him, give give him to me. I wanted many kids. Robert stopped with uh, with four, so I still I still want more. Um, but anyway, this is such a delicate uh, topic, and it's 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 an important topic. And um, uh, but again, I think it was last year during a Truth and Liberty conference that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, I remember that I just felt so. Um, strongly that I wanted to create something about pro-life and what happened here, uh, the overturned, you know, that Mm -hmm. happened in the U S was so powerful that gave me so much hope uh, because I, I think that so many times we feel the problem is so big. What can I do? How can I fight this? Uh, So, so I remember I said to you, you know what? I think that next year I commit myself to write a show pro-life about the story of um, overturned, 
Uh, and I remember you said, oh, that would be awesome. Because uh, last year we performed uh, the production we created for 9-11. Um, so the, the tribute and the memorial for 9-11. So anyway, so here we are. And um, I've been working on this uh, musical for uh, a few months now. Uh, it's hard. It's, mm. a, it's a super hard topic. And um, I started reading through every book I could come across when it comes to abortion, the history of, of abortion, uh, testimonies, um, the hand of God, um, amazing book by Bernard Nathanson. Mm. So any documentary I could see, and I just been reading and reading. And as more I was reading, as less I knew how I was going to approach telling a story so delicate, mm. uh, because it's not just, um, giving my point of view or even just the Bible's point of view or the political uh, point of view. Uh, there are so many human hearts and there is so much uh, controversy and pain connected to yes. this topic that I wanted to find a way of convey um, this message, but still give everyone hope, the hope that the unconditional love and grace of God can give. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, so Elizabeth, I met with you a few days ago in your office about the show. You wanted to tell me all about it. And I, I have to say that that was, um, uh, I, I've, I've been looking forward to the show, but that, that meeting was just powerful to hear, not just, um, the story that you're going to tell in this story, in this, but sort of your, your journey over this last few months of yeah. coming up with this story, as yeah. I know it's been really personal and yeah. powerful for you. And, um, I, I just want you to share if you could a little bit about when, when you say I'm pro-life, yes. What does that mean? Is right. it does it mean you're political? You're a Republican? Um, you vote for pro-life people, or is it more than that? Oh, it's much more than that. Um, I have, of course, I have had a relationship with God my whole life. I was five years old when I had an encounter with God that changed my life forever, um, and I know that I was created. I. I believe that God knew me before the foundation of time. I think uh, before the heaven and earth were created, he had a dream with me. He knew my name and he knew my purpose. Uh, and I believe that that is the heart of God and that he knows every human being that has been conceived. Mm. Um, so so one of the first things I asked God um, the the night I I started um, getting into my bubble to start writing this story, I asked God, uh, "What is in your heart? Um, help me start. Where do I go?" And He brought me to Genesis three, uh, and it's the story: um, Adam and Eve turned their backs on God, and God um, comes and He speaks to the snake. He speaks to the woman and to Adam, and to the snake. God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. And that night for me was like a oh, incredible moment where I just realized uh, the war against humanity. Um, and I, I believe that before uh, the beginning of time, when God began to dream with you and me, um, Satan was so jealous. He was jealous of 
God's love for humanity and and we can see it and uh, one of the one of his strongest attacks against humanity I believe is abortion mm-hmm. and I believe is the lies that have been created to manipulate the way we think and to manipulate the way we act so so when I say that I am uh, pro-life is because I know that God has created every human being and it starts in the moment of, of conception. And um, and I just know that um, that God would love to see all those children become what he dreamt they would be. At the same time that it gives me so much comfort to know that um, those children that are conceived, even if they don't have... Um, even if they are not giving the opportunity to be born, uh, they will inherit eternal life with God and they will be taught by God and they will be raised by God. And that for me is just incredible. Can you imagine, you yeah. know, heaven full of all those children? Yeah, yeah. You know, the uh, people may not know this, but abortion is actually the number one cause of death in the world. Yeah. Now, people might think, oh, it's cancer or it's whatever, but it's actually abortion. If you include those statistics, it's uh, higher than anything else by far. Um, I think um, last year, my my memory is probably off on this, but I'm thinking it was like 60 million people worldwide were killed by abortion. So if we think that these babies, which they are in the womb are human beings, which they are, then abortion is is murder and yes. they need to be included in those numbers. Yeah. And the tragedy is, it's kind of like the unseen Holocaust, right. right? Right. We can't see these because they're whisked off in, you know, medical bags and right. other things like that. And the, the mother doesn't even see it and no one yeah. ever sees these children. Right. They're just you know, murdered in the womb and gone. So this is an incredible, an incredible thing, but um, we have hope, don't we? We yes. have hope because um, a year, let's see, June 22nd, 2022, the United States Supreme Court, after five decades of prayer and petitioning and yeah. striving and all of this, reversed Roe versus Wade, yeah. overturned it. And uh, what a day that was. I remember yes. when I heard the news, and it was an amazing moment of celebration. Now we're kind of in this place where we're saying, well, where, what do we do now? It's right. in the hands of states and other governments like that. And so the battle's by far not over. And so that's why I think it's just so incredible that you're doing this drama because I I think people need to be reawakened to this. We're still in this, guys. There's still millions of children being killed, even though, folks, you ought to know that 32,000 babies were saved in America in the first um, eight months after that decision came down. So praise God for that, right? Um, But Matt, I want to turn to you uh, for a second and just ask you now, you play one of the main characters in the show. Is it Jameson? Is that his name, the character's name? Um, No, the the character's name is James. James Colligan. We just changed the name because... This gentleman. That's my bad. I was talking to a guy the other day named Jameson. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, James. Right. Okay. Yes. So tell us about your character and and how how have you found the experience of preparing you know for this role? Yeah. So I mean, as far as understanding what happened and and who were the characters that were playing these roles in real life and how can you amalgamize all of these mm-hmm. different voices and different personalities into a, a, a guide-like structure or um, a, a hero of sorts to some degree to, to catapult the story forward. 
you, you need to go back and then look at what do these people actually do in their life that helped this come about. Um, one, they had very strong convictions, strong convictions of what life means. And then on top of that, the education level was incredibly high and their excellence was that was dedicated to their education in the political realm, as well as in law, um, as well as in how the legislative and the judicial and the uh, executive branch all combine and how how can you navigate that process to, to bring something to law that we know in our hearts is true, but how can we um, bring that into such a, it, it's such a, a fine line of differing opinions and differing voices and differing ideas, but yet you need to have that character that is so incredibly committed to the truth mm-hmm. and, and, and uses every ability that they have at their disposal to uh, further something that they know is right. Yeah, and right. he's uh, the the part that Matt plays um, is is absolutely super based on a true story. Is inspired by, um, and I say inspired by because he has not yet written a biography, but I cannot wait for that biography. Mm. But Matt um, is playing an inspiration from Jameson Taylor, and uh, this gentleman is amazing um he uh, he was the one um behind uh beginning uh all the all the talks about uh, doe versus jackson his quest and the quest with the his friends and the group of lawyers were was what is the next step right here in mississippi how can we bring uh, the law to protect children from 20 weeks to 15 weeks that is what they were trying to think and i, I just have to say that this story this musical uh or performance um it's not about politics or it's not about controversies. It's about human beings. And that is what I love is the story of human beings mm-hmm. and how uh, how pro-life, how abortion, how the laws of the land have impacted them directly. And if there is something that has inspired me with this overturn is to see that um, the way the hand of God moves. And he needs people like you and like me. And he needs people like Jameson, people that are willing to not give up just because the walls are too high and the people are strong. Um, but it's people that are happy to fight for the one next step that I can take uh, to reach my destination. One of the things I realized uh, through reading all these books is that the enemy will take every gap or every opening that you leave uh, in the system. And I feel that we Christians and we believers, we are so apathic. Uh, I think that the biggest problems we have in this nation and in the world is because too many good people are not doing anything. And sometimes it's because we feel paralyzed. We feel that the problems are so big. What am I going to do? And we live in in, in this society where we want to be like, of course, I don't want anything and anyone not liking my point of view. But I just feel like it's time that we need to wake up and we need to step up and we cannot only 
only say that I am pro-life, but we need to take the example of uh, of this uh, this gentleman, uh, which is a big part of this story. Um, and I love him because, you know, he didn't only fight in one space. Um, with his uh, with his studies, you know, he was able to gather his lawyer friends and th their quest was, what is the next uh, legislation and what is the next step we can take to eat one bite of this huge elephant? Um, so, so that is what happened. And but the beauty with him is that he doesn't only do that in the political realm. He was an amazing counselor that would be outside of the what was called the Pink House. It was the last abortion center in Mississippi. And he will be outside uh, talking to the woman and, and singing and praying. And isn't it amazing? Uh, I, As I have been reading all these books about pro-life, um, I had to repent because so many times I, when I have passed um, Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. and I see the Christians with the, <laughs> with the banners and with the... Uh, so many times I look at them and I say, come on, guys, there has to be a better way, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But as I was reading and reading, my respect, you know, just grew so much because, yes, I think there are many levels and we are all called to do the work in different areas. And we all are needed to fight this good fight. But he would be everywhere because his conviction uh, to fight for uh, life and to fight for the most weak among us, uh, to, to, to be the voice for those that have no voice. Wow. I think that God's heart totally, totally um, is melted by people like Jameson Taylor. Mm -hmm. And there are so many others that are fighting. And I tell you, what these people have to suffer when they fight against this injustice is incredible mm -hmm. because it has become the topic you don't want to talk about right. because if you talk about this topic, you are not going to be liked. But I think it's time that we are not liked, but that we start standing not only for the unborn children, but for the mothers and the women. Because one of the things that I also discovered is like, Yes, we focus on the unborn children and, and 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 I think that they have the right to be born. But I also know uh, because I have so many friends that have gone through this and they have had an abortion and it's not the easy way out. That they, they promise it. They act like it is. It's but, not. Right. So uh, through this story, you are going to encounter uh, real people. Uh, and and this story is in every area based on true stories, and you're going to see the effects of what abortion does. And again, uh, I think that one of the problems is also that, that the church we have been so incredibly um, uh, not loving. We're so judgmental, and and I think there is time that we start living like Jesus lived. And uh, we start loving and we start showing God's grace. But at the same time, if we if we truly love, we will want to protect the woman from making a choice that will follow them for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Amazing. Well, so folks, we're talking about a new, uh, pr the premiere stage performance of a new drama that Elizabeth ha has written, and it's going to be performed at the Truth and Liberty Conference coming up September 7th through the 9th. And uh, I asked Elizabeth to come on the show today because I want you all to know about it. And I actually want you all here to see it. Yes. Because she sat down with me in her, I sat down with her in her office and she went through it with me. And I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to be an incredibly powerful event and uh, not something that anyone wants to miss. Elizabeth, you uh, walked me through the storyline here and mm -hmm. it's like um, masterfully done uh, as you weave together the perspectives of so many different people that yes. are affected by abortion, that are yes. concerned about abortion. Um, would you like to take just a, maybe four minutes as we have left in this segment to sort of give an overview of yes. what people can expect? Yes. So as I say, this is the story of many different people and their and their uh, experience uh, of what happened uh, during overturn. So we're going to follow the life of Hannah. Hannah was a pro-choice woman that her whole life she fought um, for the right of women to choose over their own body. Uh, and, and it's amazing because she is at the last... Uh, month of her life and this is exactly during uh, you know when the leaks of overturned happened so she is now uh, looking at what is coming, knowing that she was part of putting together the legislation and the idea ideology behind uh, you know Roe versus Wade and the victory they uh, Roe had. So we, we're going to follow her and we're going to know her and see her life at the same time that we're going to know a beautiful, uh, young, uh, warm, exotic uh, nurse. And uh, she, uh, these two are best friend, the closest. Uh, and we're going to see uh, the journey that Chantel, this young woman, also, also has as she discovers that she is pregnant. And their stories are going to be connected and combined with everything that happened during the overturn of Roe versus Way and uh, James here is going to have a tremendous effect in their lives. And, uh, you know, words are not enough. I cannot in four minutes explain the depth uh, of the sentiment and, and, the, and the, not only the knowledge, but the sentiment. I guarantee you one thing, you're going to feel, you're going to feel things you haven't felt before, uh, and you're going to get a new perspective where at the end of the day, the core uh, emotion and sentiment I want everyone to take is that God is the God of life and God is the God of grace. And there is re redemption. There is redemption for the children that were never born, but there is also rede redemption for the mothers and the women that went through uh, uh, abortion. And, uh, and, I, and I also think is going to wake up every people that dare to say that you are pro-life but are yet not doing anything in your realm of influence to do something to help and to be part of changing history. I think that that may be one of the biggest things. I want to wake up each one that is watching and give you the idea that you can be part of changing history just like Jameson Taylor was. Not, it was not only him but it was the combination of all the people that God chose. And then when we do our best, God does the rest. Yes. Amen. And I would even say that I would highly encourage you to come because 
the thing that happens in the productions that are here is one, obviously they are saturated with the word of God, um, but also there is an excellence level to the, the ability with which we perform them and present them. But the thing that I've always said about the productions here is they hit you in your spirit, your soul, and your body. You, your spirit is singing because we are ministering spirit to spirit. So your spirit is testifying with the truth that we're speaking. And then your body will feel it because of the emotional impact. And so your soul is also refreshed and, and ready to take on the world. And it, it essentially hits you like a tuning fork. And it gives you the ability, and I would say the empowerment, to move forward with what God has told you to do. Because sometimes you sit and you think, how can I do something? I don't know. If you come to something like this in a show, you will be so charged, as Andrew says, you'll uh, charge hell with a dry water pistol. But <laughs> it's it's amazing. So I highly encourage you to come and see it and, and get a touch and a word from God mm -hmm. to empower you to take the next step and, and be a part of the solution. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing all that, guys. And uh, we're here on the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. Guys, you can call in now with questions for Elizabeth and Matt. It can be about overturned. It can be about anything, uh, cinematic arts, uh, dramatic arts, uh, Karis Bible College, whatever's on your heart and mind today. But we're going to take a short break right now, about 90 seconds to share some information with you. And then we'll be right back after that uh, with this amazing discussion. It's not enough to know what God's will is, but you have to learn how to do things God's way. Now, because of the new man on the inside of me, because of the cross, I can daily deny self. And if you don't learn to do that, you're not gonna fulfill all God's will for your life. You know, you don't find the beginning of God until you get to the end of yourself. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are, and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life. Okay, everybody. Well, we're back here on the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm here with our, my special guest, Elizabeth Murin and Matt Owen, and we're talking about this new drama that you've created called Overturned. Um, one thing I, I want everybody to understand about this show is um, a little bit of the history uh, politically. Is uh, So the case... Well, that overturned row is actually called Dobbs versus Jackson. There was a companion one of Dobbs versus Mississippi, but these, this is the name of the case and it came out of the state of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, your main characters are living and working. Yeah. And, um, and you tell the story, I think of yes. how the Dobbs case came to be, yes. but you also go broader than that and you make it really personal. So I think it's going to be, 
inspirational. It's it's not all. It's not going to be like um, you know j- just go out there and fight for abortion. It's also going to be educational. Yeah. And uh, I think people will receive a real understanding, like you're saying, Elizabeth, of the the human element and how abortion affects so many people. It's not just a clean one and done. Uh, yeah. Mistake is over. Move on with your life. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. And uh, one of my main desires is uh, to see women that have gone through this uh, have their redemption moment where, you know, they can um, they can understand God's love. They can understand um, that they have a child when waiting for them in heaven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine when the day we go to heaven? Uh, so many of us have experienced, you know, even involuntarily uh, ab- abortions. Uh, one day we will meet so many of those beautiful children that we didn't have the opportunity to enjoy here, but they are blessing God's heart in heaven. So absolutely, I want to see redemption in every area. But I want us to wake up. I tell you, after writing this piece, I am going to be a pro-life, not sleepy beauty, but a pro-life activist for the rest of my life. Mm. I want to find ways of helping. And I believe that what it takes is you, wherever you are, uh, around the sphere of influence that you have, you need to make a choice and you need to stand for what is right and, and do what comes to your hands with the strength that you have. Amen. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to take some calls here in just a minute. We've got some callers on the line uh, and be sure to call in with your questions now. But first, um, Elizabeth, I wanted to ask you another question about a character in the show whose name is Chantel. Can you tell us a little bit about her and yes. uh, and what's what are you conveying through her? Well, Chantel is a beautiful Afro-American girl. Uh, she uh, is the daughter of Debbie uh, and uh, Debbie. Uh, she uh, was, is the daughter of a pastor. When she was a young girl, 16 years old, she got pregnant. And uh, her father, uh, wanting to keep the good image of a perfect uh, religious person, um, tried to convince her daughter to take an abor- abortion so that no one will see their blame. Um This young girl, she was so strong in her understanding that life uh, is given by God. Um, She decided to keep the baby against the wishes of her uh, father. Um, So Chantel came to life. Mom gave everything uh, to support her. Uh, She stopped her. uh, She didn't go to finish high school and she lived to give Chantel um, a beautiful, beautiful life. Um, So now Chantel is a young, beautiful woman. She uh, her dream is to fulfill every uh, every dream that mom had that she was not able to accomplish. So Chantel wants to study. She wants to go to college. She wants to have a degree. She wants to have an amazing career. She wants to have a husband and children so mom can have everything she ever wanted through Chantel. But uh, in the beginning of our story, uh, Chantel discovers that she... Um, 
she is pregnant. Uh, she uh, and uh, this is a shock for her. Uh, she is a young girl, um, so this was absolutely unexpected. Um, and then it's going to be her journey. And the first thought that she has, of course, is I can't do this to my mom. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I cannot ruin my life, and I cannot ruin her life. I I, I owe my mother to give her what she gave away away for me so she's going to go into this journey um and you know the the truth is that there are so many situations in life that are hard and and as i have been reading i have not only been reading books that are pro life i have also read and studied pro choice and i am not uh, saying that there are not terrible situations and there are not difficult situations and i am not saying that is it's not hard um, but I think that one of the problems is uh, when the laws of the land make abortion legal, we are putting so many women uh, in a terrible situation where they have to choose when for them it would be, have been so much easier if they didn't have to choose. Mm. Because well, yeah. isn't, uh, isn't, doesn't abortion, um, it seems like there's a false promise connected to mm-hmm. it, right? I mean, um, they call it family planning. They call it reproductive health care. There are all these lies about it. They tell people it's not a, not a baby. It's just a piece of tissue. Yeah. And what they're promising to the woman is that this little quick procedure, as it's also not that, but right. they say it is. Yeah. And they say that that will solve her problems. Yeah. But what's the reality, Elizabeth, from all of your study and from the people you know and have talked to? Well, the reality is that is is um, uh, is something that will follow you for the rest of your life. And of course, there are some people that will argue and say, "No, I've done it. I've done it many times, and I am happy and free." And and of course, um, I truly believe that uh, all of us. Uh, you know, can experience life in different ways, but I have seen it again and again and again. And and especially when when women mature, you know, and they look back at life when they have children and when the children have grandchildren, you would think that time erases all pain. And this pain is not to be erased. It, it's there and it's it's part of you. So, so I just don't think it's the easy way out. And I have seen it and I have counseled so many women uh, through, through this decision. And uh, yeah, I just, I just think that we need to start to, uh, to speak truth. And I think that that is the problem. The problem is um, the way truth and the, 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 the way the good has become the bad, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the word of God said, yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, if you say a lie enough times, uh, people will believe it. So I have met so many women, um, especially now after writing this, uh, people that have read it, people that are part of the production and they come and they have opened their hearts to the, you know, to the dark, painful secret that maybe no one knows. And um, what they say and, and they repeat again and again is, I believed them when they told me that this was not life. This was just uh, cells. Or this yeah. was just tissue. I I believed them then, and and of course there are so many that have been deceived because uh, evil is speaking so loud. I'm amazed how 
how it is that uh, the world, the world's uh, agenda to speak their truth and to invest their money and to invest their talent uh, is, is, is huge. They have this crazy agenda from Disney to, you know, so many, and they, they use the best they have to tell the world this is what is truth. And they say it enough times that, you know, um, uh, I say who, who holds the media, holds the power and the culture um, because they shape the way people think. Yeah. And here we are, we we, uh, uh, we believers or Christians that, that believe in the word of God as the uncorruptible seed. Uh, we believe this, but we are in a way i feel sometimes so lame because we we lose the opportunity to speak as loud as the world does as good as the world does uh, we should be investing so much more in fighting the lies of the enemy because the world and the people are in need to hearing the truth because yeah. Uh, they will hear whoever is speaking the loudest. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you for that, Elizabeth. Well, guys, we're going to start taking some questions now, and uh, we do have some calls on the line. So I'd like to go to Frank, who's calling in from Missouri. Hi, Frank. Thanks for calling. What's your question today? Hello, Frank. Can you hear me? All right. Well, we're having a little technical issue. Well, there, uh, Frank, are you there? Yeah, I don't know. My my question. My question is about. Uh, um, it's a Bible question, really. Uh, um, yeah. The, the, how does the current uh, uh, relationship uh, to abortion or what's going on in the uh, abortion world relate to? Uh, the God Moloch in the in the, in the Old Testament and, and swallowing up babies and and the spirit yes, of it. What what? Uh, how, yeah. how does your does your theatrical uh, production uh, uh, reference that any? Well, thank you, Frank, for your question, Elizabeth. What do you think? Uh, well, there is. Uh... There is a big truth uh, that you know the enemy is after the children. Is they are is after the life of men, and you can see it throughout the Bible. And and I I truly believe that it it is a demonic strategy uh, against humanity. Uh, you saw it in Pharaoh too. You know you saw it uh, how. Um, how the enemy knew that a savior would come and the way he would uh, attack and the way he would prevent the will of God from happening was to, to go against, against the children. Mm -hmm. You saw it also in the time of Herod, you know, how the inspiration would be, let's get rid of the children because among the children is redemption. Among the children are the men and women that are going to make the will of God come to pass on each generation. So, so many times I wonder um, in, in, uh, how, you know, abortion has become this altar where children are sacrificed um, and how many men and women have we lost 
that could have brought science and music and art and you know uh, how many Billy Grahams how many Andrew Womacks you know and so I believe that yes um abortion uh, and the legislations that allow this to happen and that put women in the place where they have to choose. Wow, I just believe it's, 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 it's so uh, wrongdoing and, and we need to fight it because um, there are um, men and women that are meant to help God fulfill uh, his purpose in this earth. Yeah, you know, Matt, do you have any thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say that... Um, a good way to shed the light is to not curse the darkness. It's just to turn on the light. And so I'm thinking of an analogy of a movie that I've seen that I really enjoy. It's called Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. Great. And if you want to win Le Mans, you don't go to Ferrari and try and steal a Ferrari and take a bar to Ferrari and look at what they're doing. And you just build a better Ford. Mm. So that's the key. Mm. It's not so much concentrating on all the losses, but concentrating on the win. Mm. How do we win? David didn't look at the shield and the spear and think, how do I dodge the spear? How do I go up against the shield? All he did was he was incredibly accurate with his stones. Mm -hmm. So take whatever you have in your hand and just go for it. And I could even say that, like, you know, as far as this is trying to encourage, because, like, you know, she's talking about getting into the fight. And I totally agree. But sometimes people just don't know where to start. And Candace and I have had an opportunity to try and adopt two different children. Um, in the first case, the, the mother kept that and it was it was awesome. But in the second case, um, this was a coworker of mine who was actually living an alternative lifestyle mm -hmm. and flipped mm -hmm. for an evening and all of a sudden with child. Okay. And so now the question was, what do I do? And yeah. all I did was I was very, I, mean, I already had relationship. We were friends and, and very calmly just went about saying, if you do not want the child, we would love the child. And I believe that encouragement alone was enough for this person to keep the baby, wow. ended up having another baby. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that it's not hard. Um, I, I know that the there are other circumstances in this person's life yeah. that are difficult. But if if we were to have the conversation right now, the conversation would be, I'm so glad I kept the baby. Yeah. Despite anything yes. else that's happened to me, right. I now have these two beautiful children and they have lives and destinies and futures. And, and I'm a mom. And um, so I would just encourage people, just take the next step, whatever God prompts you to do, do it with boldness and, and don't apologize. And uh, just to say that I, I, as I was reading all these stories and all this um, watching all these documentaries, I'm still yet to find, I'm sure I would, you would find anything out there, but I'm yet to find, you know, people that would say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have had it. You know, right. uh, it's like when they come, you forget everything. It's like, it's, it's the way of life. You learn to love and then you could not imagine your life without it. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, our third child we had late in life and, um, before we before we did that, you know, we considered stopping and st and so forth. And but after uh, he was born, it is like, oh my gosh, we can't imagine life without yeah. without our our third boy. I know. Now, you know, um, I know that it's difficult in for uh, you know these difficult circumstances yes. that women yeah. go through. But I was going to ask you that very question, Elizabeth. Have you ever? I know we've all heard of and from 
uh, women who've had abortion and the pain that they endure for their entire life and had no people. Mm -hmm. But have you ever met anybody who's decided to keep the baby and regretted it um, mm -hmm. or or even just to give birth and, and allow the child to be adopted um, and to have a chance at life? You know, no one regrets right. that. Right. So um, but anyway, I want to go to our next caller yeah. now. And uh, it's uh, AJ from Colorado. Hey, AJ, what's your question? Matt, how are you guys? Uh, hey, AJ, we're good. Awesome. I was wondering if Elizabeth knows if GospelTruthTV.tv will have a a drama TV show. Like, are, do they have one of those in the works? Because that'd be really cool. Uh, well, yeah, we don't know yet, but that is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, well, right here, right now, we keep creating more and more uh, musicals. I love creating musicals. My passion in life, I want to fool people into heaven. I want to give them the word of God, even when they don't want it. And it's something special that happens when people sit down to watch a show, watch a movie, listen to songs. They absolutely forget that they are being preached to, and they just get mesmerized and then they see the colors and the beauty of the stage and the background projection um so what happens is that the walls of the fence come down mm. and then uh, the music and and the story can sneak into their hearts um and now we, we also started creating movies we re uh, released our first feature film uh, that is a film about the life of young david in the fields of bethlehem when he was a boy and how he got to know god is a super cute beautiful movie uh, and we are now uh, in the making of a um, uh, two other feature films so i am sure that gospel truth tv is going to be filled with stories and music and yes full with a revelation that lives in this place you know uh one of the things that um, we talk about a lot here on truth and liberty is the need for people to for christians to um go into what we call the seven mountains of cultural influence and to share the light of the gospel and truth there not just inside the four walls of the church you know uh, and that kind of thing matt you've come um i don't want to say out of but you you were you were working in uh, the entertainment industry and your your wife has experience in this industry can you talk to this question of um you know how how great is the need for believers to um, uh, you know, get involved in the creative arts, um, not just involved, but, you know, pursue it as a ministry, pursue it as a vocation, how much impact can they have? The need is so great that I believe so, it, it's almost as if it's a dry desert and you're trying to give water to a corpse. That's how mm -hmm. great this need is. Um, and the thing that people need to understand too, is th there's power in the arts. There's power in sharing your gift to the world. And unfortunately, people use that power to either create fame or money or whatever it is. And, and so that's why the Lord pulled us out of it. But I know plenty of friends who are essentially missionaries in that field, missionaries in these hubs of entertainment, mm -hmm. because they're so committed to God, they, they cannot go about the normal route of getting a job or auditioning like everybody else. They essentially are undercover agents of God, <laughs> you know, in these makeup chairs, praying over people, whether they know it or not, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, the, this is the kind of the attitude that you need to have if you're going to get into the arts, yeah. because wasn't 
um, the fallen angel uh, musical mm-hmm. being, right. because and and that just means that 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 the arts are so powerful and they shape culture, mm-hmm. and so therefore it is a, a very highly contested battleground. Right, and so you really need to have a strong foundation of the Word of God who he is in you and and what your identity is in him to even step into those areas because mm-hmm. the level of compromise is so high, even on the lowest ends. Yeah. Well, it, you know, uh, it, it's been inter- encouraging to me. I don't know if you guys feel this way or not, but it's been encouraging to me to see some really uh, very high quality um, Christian films uh, mm-hmm. come out lately. Um, you know, the, the Jesus revolution I thought was just phenomenal. And then we had uh, the recent um, Sound of Freedom movie mm-hmm. with Jim Caviezel. And, um, you know, Jesus Revolution was explicitly Christian. Sound of Freedom was, you, you had, you know, references to God and God's children mm-hmm. and the, the moral theme and all of that. But uh, what do you, are you encouraged by what you're seeing? Are, are, are there more, are we gaining ground in that area? Absolutely. And the reason why I say that we're changing is because we are starting to tell stories. Mm-hmm. And storytelling is the foundation of how to communicate to another human being. It Most of the time, what we have had in the past, as far as, let's say, Christian films or things like that, they're not necessarily stories. They're illustrated sermons. Mm. They're sermonizing. Mm. And the thing that what happens with a story, and if you're a storyteller, is you connect with your character heart to heart, and then you allow the audience to make the choice. Mm-hmm. You hope they make the right choice, but you allow the audience to reject it yeah. or accept it mm-hmm. and to be that consistently steadfast in what you know the message is true, you really have to be strong in discovering these stories and and go through the process of heartache and heartbreak and mm-hmm. things like that. It really is a a death process of your flesh and a life process of the spirit to be able to tell these stories. Yeah. But I also think that again, we come back to why is it that uh, the world is so good at um, conveying their message in every form? Why is it, you know, the best movies and the best, um, best music, but at least the most well-known, most produced, you know, um, sometimes I think that is because we Christians, we, uh, we do this for for God or for each other, the world is competing for the attention. They don't trust in God. They don't put their trust in God. So they need to do the best they can. So they, they, they take effort in doing things, you know, and they are, they have this competition thing that I need to be the best. Sometimes we, we, I, I feel we've lost the excellency and we have lost the understanding that God has given us free will and that Everything we do has to be excellent. And just because I want to write a story or a, or a movie or, or, or a musical, um, I, I've encountered it so many times. People that come and hear, I wrote a story. I wrote a musical. Okay, I will read it and give you feedback. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want your feedback. I, I'm good. I'm good. This is a, God, a gift that God gave me. Uh. And then I read it. And of course, God gave it to you because he didn't want it because it's not good. <laughs> So, but, uh, but we should be the first ones to learn, to learn and to, to get better and better and, and, and to strive to convey the story and, and use every, um, uh, every 
technology, you know, mm-hmm. to, 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 to do it the best way possible because it's our responsibility to get the truth out. And, and I believe that um, uh, it's important that we do things with excellency. I believe that beauty and, and, and uh, quality are things that are, attract the world. I look at what my children look at, you know, and uh, what um, the younger generations look at. How do we compete when, you know, when Disney or Universal, when they are using uh hundreds of millions to create uh, productions that are full of nothingness and not even nothingness that are full of their truth. Mm. Um, how do we kind of compete? And I know that it's not about competition. You know, uh, I believe that things that are anointing are more valuable, but at the same time, I would love to see that we Christians understand the power of media and the power of communications and that we have the responsibility to not leave a void in in politics, to not leave a void in media, but we need to take our place. We need to fulfill our destiny because every place that we don't take, the enemy is going to take. Amen. Well, so at at Karis, um, we have these third year schools and there's several of them. Practical government is where, uh, you know, my experience is, but there's also the school of ministry and the school of worship and the school of, of uh, global outreach, I guess it is now, um, mm-hmm. and uh, business. But then there's film and production, the right? The name changed, so I always forget the new name, <laughs> the best one. What do students learn in that school? How can it prepare them to be effective in, um, in this industry? Well, my desire is... Um... Uh, I want students to come that are willing and ready to learn by doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, we are creating content. We are creating feature films. We are creating stage productions. And there is nothing, uh, there there is not a better way to learn than by doing it with people that have done it before, that have experience. My desire is to train and prepare people to, number one, listen to the Holy Spirit. What would I have done with the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit? But thank God I don't need to be without him. But I say to my students, if you have the Holy Spirit and you can hear his voice and then you have YouTube, and <laughs> what is it that you cannot learn and you cannot do? But one of the things for me is I want you to learn to grow. I want you to never be happy with doing it okay. We need to get better and better and better. And I know that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you have a a dream and a purpose for your life, um, I think that my quest is I want to give them all kinds of experience and knowledge that they can build upon. And it's a bit it's a bit unfair because uh, I've been doing this for 30 years, working hard, but now they come and I see kids learning what it has taken me 40 years or no, I'm not that old, 30 20 years to learn. It has <laughs> the number taken, keeps going down. Like, it's taking them, you know, it's taking them a year and that's unfair, but it's very good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we're uh, here on the Truth and Liberty Live call-in show, and I, I want to encourage you. We've got another segment coming up here. And uh, if you've got questions for Elizabeth or Matt, uh, please call into our number. Feel free. 719-619-2341. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're going to take a break now, about 90 seconds, uh, and we'll be right back after that. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. 
You were created with a purpose, written in the heart of God, long before you were born. He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love, to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Okay, we're back now on the Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. I'm Richard Harris, and I have uh, Elizabeth Murin and Matt Owen uh, with me here on set at Truth and Liberty. Um, you know, if the set looks a little unfamiliar to you guys, it's a temporary accommodation. We're going to be, uh, we're building out a new set for Truth and Liberty and really excited about that, but we're going to be in this, this uh, setting for a while. Um, you know, we've been talking with Elizabeth and Matt about this new production that uh, is underway called Overturned, and really it's a celebration, a commemoration, and I don't know, maybe a, a charge uh, to continue um, the battle uh, for life, for innocent life, for the innocent unborn children that are still being uh, massacred in massive numbers. But Roe versus Wade going down was a huge, huge victory, and we need to celebrate it. And it has opened the door for even more progress. But you guys might have seen that um, a couple of weeks ago I had on, maybe it was last week, I had Janet Porter on the show. And Janet is the author of the very first heartbeat bill in Ohio and is a real champion for life. And they just suffered a real setback in Ohio as the people of that state voted down a constitutional amendment to, uh, I won't get into the legal stuff, but it's going to be on the ballot again in November, whether abortion will be legal up to birth in the state of Ohio. And it would it would nullify all the heartbeat, uh, the heartbeat law and every other pro-life law they've ever passed. And folks, the liberals, the, the Planned Parenthood and their LGBT allies are going all over America trying to implement this strategy at the state level, getting const state constitutions amended, um, and uh, it's working. And so, guys, we need to wake up and we need to fight for life, fight for the innocent, fight for the unborn. But I'm really excited about this uh, drama that's going to be at the Truth and Liberty Conference. And I want to remind you guys as well uh, of all the other uh, awesome stuff that you're going to experience at our conference. You can go on our website at truthandliberty.net where you can register, you can uh, see a schedule of events and the speakers and everything you need for that. We're going to have a, a member's reception on Thursday afternoon. I think it's at 4 or 4.30. If you're a Truth and Liberty member, you're invited to that as well. So a great lineup of speakers, workshops, uh, strategic partner exhibitors, and the amazing drama of Overturned. So coming back to that for a little bit here. By the way, guys, if you got questions, call in. Our lines are open. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Elizabeth, you know, a lot of people, when they think of this abortion debate, it, they view it as a political issue. Pastors yeah. don't talk about it because it's politics. Yeah. People don't want to talk about it at parties or at social gatherings. Like you said earlier, you bring this up and you're, you know, mm -hmm. uh, going to be canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, but is, a, uh, it, when we think about how, what can I do to contribute right. to the message of life? 
the sanctity of human life and to fight against this scourge of abortion. Your your show that you've created kind of teaches or talks about teaches in the right word, but shows this, that it's not just a political issue. Can you comment on that further? And Matt, I want you to chime in too, as you're playing one of the key roles in the play. Yeah, I think that... um... One of the things that you are going to experience, uh, because I'm hoping to see you here, um, one of the things that you're going to experience is that you're going to get a, re- a deeper revelation and understanding of not only what abortion truly is, but what it does with the people that go through it. And and um, I just think that it's going to wake up something deep inside of you, the sleeping beauty that is allowing you to just not take part. I just feel like we don't have a choice. You know, the truth is that we don't have a choice. If you believe that God is the creator of the universe and that he is the one that 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 is responsible for life and you are his follower in some way or another i believe there is a way that you can get involved and um I believe that there are so many, so many ways. Um, I love the story and I love the person. I hope I get to meet him sometime. He inspired me so much in writing this story. But Jameson Taylor, a very down-to-earth, beautiful, smart human being that is using every area of of uh, of um in his life to be able to impact uh, because he understands the, the 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 importance. I don't know how many times we have watched stories about Holocaust. Um, and every time since I was a little girl, I have watched uh, movies about Holocaust. I remember thinking when I saw it, I wish I would have been there. I, w- I wish I would have been there and that I could, could have done something, uh, something to help and something to fight. Well, friends, uh, what we are living right here, right now, is so much bigger. I, I you know, Holocaust is like, I, I'm... When I was a six-year-old girl, I decided that I grew up, I was going to go to Israel and I was going to work with Holocaust uh, survivors because it impacted me so much. And I did. For 10 years, I worked in Israel. I went because I wanted to do something good back for what happened. What is happening uh, right now in the world uh, through the the pro-choice, through through the abortion problems is so much greater. Uh, There are so many more people that are being taken away from us. Um, But because of the media, I feel like we're we're sleeping and and we kind of don't know what to do. But there are people around you. I would say, number one, figure out what you think and believe. Where do you stand? Where do you stand in this situation? And if you are a believer, I would ask you to ask the Holy Spirit and go to the word of God and come and see Overturn. Uh, I really believe that Overturn is going to become a DVD. It's going to maybe become even a feature film because I believe it can save life. And I believe it can wake up people to understand that they they have a part to play. One of the things I love about about, uh, James or Jameson, uh, the the true person, is when Roe v. Wade was overturned, Uh, Someone asked him, so what now? It's done. And he said, oh, it's far from done. 
you know, and, and the truth is no, it's far from done. That was the beginning. But for me, that was a st- putting a stake in the ground that said nothing is impossible for God. But if we are going to lay back and do nothing, we're going to lose again. Do not yes. let uh, the territory empty because the enemy is going to take it again. Don't think that just because overturn happened and um, that we don't have a job to do. Right now we have a job to do. And if you are a lawyer, find other lawyers like Jameson uh, did. And, and their quest was, what can we do now? What is the next legislation that we can do in my community, in the place where I live? But not only that, he would find where is the nearest center that can that 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 is doing abortions? Can I can I try to help people, women that are going in there or centers that that give pro-life help? You know, if you don't even want to get out of your house, you can give support and give money. There is so big of a need of support, monetary support for the people that dare to stand in the gap fighting. So I would say find a pro-life organization um, and 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 give them of your money you know I truly believe that where your tr- uh, where your treasure is there is your heart mm. so if if pro-life is important for you don't tell me that but show me that but you know by how, what do you do with your money your money will go where your heart is so I think that uh, if we start practically thinking from where we are and what we have, what is the next step that I can do? What is around me? And the other thing I will ask you, ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Tell the Holy Spirit tomorrow morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. Uh, Let's do this day together. Please give me eyes that see and ears that hear. Please bring me the people that need me. Uh, Bring situations Help me know what to do in this situation. If you pray that prayer, man, get ready because you're into, uh, you, you're about to start an adventure that will make your life amazing. Mm, wow. Uh, so Matt, you play James uh, in the show. And, um, you know, people uh, that are watching and, and so many Christians out there, I think, are like, you know, I vote pro-life. Um, I pray, but what else can I do? Elizabeth, you mentioned giving, you know, that is important. What about this guy, James? It sounds like he was quite devoted to this issue. What was your, what's your perspective on somebody asks, what can I do to help, uh, stand up for the unborn? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the inspiration came from a real life person who, got involved in pro-life organizations and also then became a lawyer and then also became a lobbyist. And people think the the, the term lobbyist, ah, lawyer, ah, but really with that- Oh, they say that about lawyers? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I know they do. (laughs) I'm joking, I know. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but a a lobbyist basically uh, just comes in at all different facets. Um, This particular person wrote the bill then find a, found a sponsor for the bill and then shepherd it through all of the legislative mm-hmm. process. Then you got to also find coalitions of support, people where the money comes in. If you're giving the money, then you've got to find a way to organize it and find a team and keep fundraising and keep the bill alive. And so honestly, that what, what this person did is look at the entire legal landscape and got involved in every single aspect to make sure that the, 
the baby of the bill came to full term, mm. right? Oh, that's a good one. And it's amazing that this yeah. particular character, at least the way it's written, you can tell that the character is going through a legal process and realizes that that's not enough. Yeah, yeah. And there has to be a heart shift right. and has to connect and understand where the other person is coming from, meet them where they're at and minister life where they're at. You know, Elizabeth, when we were meeting the other day about this, I, I one of the things was, you know, you can have all the, the facts and figures and you can communicate to people with a great argument, but that doesn't persuade people. What persuades people is the heart yes, and the human issue here. And, you know, there's an old saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. And I, I, I'm expecting that this show is going to is also going to convey that the yes. importance of that, too. 100%. This this show is just full full of life, full of grace uh, and love. And uh, I believe that it, it's going to make you realize that at the end of the day, it's not about you and it's not about what you can achieve, but it's about you bringing the five loaves and two fish and see what Jesus can do with that. And that is, I think, the story of so many of the people and the stories that are represented in this musical. It's not the, the one thing, the one decision they made. It's what God did with that decision that just confines the wise. And I just want to tell you a story. When I was, I was in Norway preaching and I am so passionate about people finding their purpose. And I just want to, you know, command you to don't give up. Don't live a life that is boring. And don't, don't, don't think that you're not uh, good enough to be able to live an incredible life, uh, fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. There is nothing better than waking up every morning knowing that, wow, I am who I am meant to be. That doesn't mean a perfect person, but it means I am who God created me to be. And I have not arrived, but man, I have left and I am on my way to fulfill fulfill my destiny. Oh, that feeling is the best in the world, in, even in the middle of storms. Uh, but there are so many people that find excuses, excuses for why they are not living the best life they could live. Um, and I just want to tell the story. I went to this church and I was preaching and man, when I preach, I get so excited mm -hmm. and I want to shake with love and compassion everyone to stop living a boring life. Stop wasting your days. I believe that our time here on earth is an investment for the, the eternity. And, and um, we if we could look at life through the perspective of eternity, I think that, man, we would change everything. One day the word says that Jesus is going to dry the tears of our eyes and you wonder, why should I be crying when I am with him? But I believe it's because we are going to realize what his purpose was for us on earth and how we have the we had the potential to do something to choose to live the life that he has for us but we didn't so so in norway as i was preaching about this i met this beautiful 80 year old woman and uh, she listened to me and I could see that, you know, uh, I was preaching her heart almost fell back because of my passion. And, and she came back, and she came afterwards and said, I wish I would have listened to you when I was a young girl and I could, and I had the strength and the ability to do more. And I just said, are you happy right now? 
And she just said, no, I am so weak. And I, I think that I'm living my last year, she said. And I told her, you know what? I know the secret to happiness and I know a secret to a long life. And I said, why don't you start doing something? Why don't you fulfill your dreams right now? Why don't you get out of the self-pityness and realize that it's never too late to become the person that God wants you to be? And I could see her eyes open and said, but what can I do? And I remember I gave him an example. What do you have in your house? What, What can you do? What are you good at? I am only good at baking cakes. She said, okay, great. Who needs cake in this city of of Oslo? Who needs cakes? And can you imagine you could change life by baking cakes? Oh, and I could see that she didn't quite understand what understood what I was saying. But then I said to her, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is your next step, like Jameson did. Mm -hmm. What is our next step in legislation? What is our next step in helping people? And then uh, anyway, one year later, I come back to the church and I meet. She was one year older, but she was 15 years younger. Mm. This woman looked like, wow, she was happy. And she came and she told me that the day after that meeting, um, he's, he prayed the prayer, God, how can we, you use me? And then she opened the newspaper and she was looking with the eyes of her heart. And suddenly she found this, this, um, uh, this announcement that they needed someone that could bake some cakes for a mm. ministry that went to, to preach for people in jail. Mm. So this lady started baking, I want to cry, started baking cakes and she would send the cakes. But one day they asked, would you like to come mm. and give the cakes? So she said, I guess I can do that. So she would come and they were like, she was famous in jail because of her cakes. Oh. And then she came there. And when everyone knew that the lady that bakes the good cakes was coming, the service was huge in jail. And there she was. And now she was giving cakes. She was giving hugs. She went, she was giving words. So one year after she had an amazing ministry for God, she was living the best days of her life uh, and she was fulfilling her purpose. So there is, it's never too late. Make sure that you never become complacent, that you never fall asleep, but you understand Understand what God is calling you to do. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is your next step. What can you do right here, right now in your realm of influence to impact the world where you are? And, and I would say, please um, get on fire for uh, pro-life because I believe that that is one of the things that is most in the heart of God. But I know also that is is one of the things that the enemy is fighting the most wow. uh, for. That's amazing. Well, um, so we've got about twelve minutes left in our program, and I I want to just build on what you're saying here, Elizabeth. My uh, my uh, wife's parents. Uh, I hope they don't mind me saying this publicly, but they're in their eighties, and they just enrolled in Karis Bible College. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited yes. about this. Uh, because I know what it means, uh, Matt. You you've been through Karis. We were together in Karis, classmates. Um, tell tell the folks that are watching, would you a little bit about what it did for you and and for your wife and and your family? And it's such a perfect build with what she's talking about. When you think of 
movies that have impacted you, mm-hmm. most of the time, more often than not, the movie impacted you because there was a good hero. You identified with that hero, you identified with their struggle, and you succeeded with that hero in your heart, thinking, I could be that person. And a good hero is a hero that makes choices. They choose to do the hard thing. They choose to do what is contrary to the normal life that they have been living. You could take the blue pill and go back and and, and act like it never happened, but Neo knew too much. (laughs) He had to change from the old world to the new world. And in that moment, when you make a choice, the best thing that comes alongside about that is God will send you a guide. Yes, There's always a guide to be there. There's a Obi-Wan Kenobi to guide Luke. There is a Mufasa to guide Simba. There is a guide that comes along to help you along your way in your new path with your new choices. So if you just take that step into being a good hero in your life, then you're going to rewrite your story to one of victory. And the, the good thing that happens is after you succeed and you become the hero and you win, you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Therefore you can recreate it. So guess what? You are now the guide Mm -hmm. and you get to guide many others into that destiny so that not only did you save your own life and the life of those immediately around you, be it your family, close friends. I mean, think of this from your perspective, Mm -hmm. that your extended family is now in contact. I would not be here at Karis had it not been for my mother-in-law, Candace's mother. And it's, I see that God changes things generationally yes god thinks generationally that's something as americans that we just don't think of but but like people in the middle east do they understand generationally Mm -hmm. and this is part of this story of 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 overturned is how can we affect the future generation and future generations and and populate the earth with these people who are on fire for god doing good things people who live for god truly change the world for the better mm-hmm. we come up with new art and new technology and it's 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 life and life abundant well the, the whole idea of, of people no matter how old you are no matter how uh i'm going to just say this how bad you've been right mm-hmm. uh, that's a little crude but it's what you've nice done thing. no matter what you've done or how old you are it is never too late to change okay. There's another person in this story, and you mentioned him at the outset of our show today, but it's the doctor yeah. uh, who was one of the leading champions yes. of abortion in the early, early days. Yes. And you're going to tell his story a little bit. I don't want to spoil yeah. anything, but um, he he had an epiphany yeah. and changed his life. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not trying to promote Karis. I just, we we just know what it does and we know what it does for well, people. I will promote Karis. I, well, I don't mind promoting it, but it, you know, yes. I want to give yeah. uh, information too. So yeah. we're really excited. And, and there's, it's not too late to enroll. Uh, Karis classes start in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, and so if you're interested in what this place can do for you, what God can do for you in you through you th- here through this ministry, just go on the website at karisbiblecollege.org and, and get more information there. And, you know, there's this whole string of third year schools that I was mentioning. And yeah. 
Uh, film and production is one, and there are so many others, but what's God calling you to? What mountain of influence is he calling you to? Mm -hmm. Are you equipped? Do you need a reset, right? You yeah. may be fully trained in one of these fields. Like I yeah. was a lawyer, right? Yeah. For uh, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and God called us to leave it all yeah. and to come here. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm spiritually mature. I know Jesus. I read the Bible every day. Yeah. Do I really need to go to Bible college? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you got to listen to the voice of God. It's yeah. not what you think. It's what he thinks. Amen. And our family's been changed forever. I've been changed. It, you know, you'll never be the same. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. And and uh, back back to this, this story of overturned. Um, you know, it's a powerful drama, and I think that everyone who sees it is going to be inspired. The conference itself is about more than just the abortion fight, but here we are a little over a year after the uh, Dobbs case was decided, and I think it's fitting for us to celebrate and, Absolutely. and to remember what God has done, and then to look forward, right, yeah. to what he still can do. Yeah. And then to ask, what, which part do I have to play? Because to see injustice happen and do nothing about it um, is not the right choice to take. And I, I feel myself that, you know, uh, I need to feel more responsibility for what is happening in the world. I cannot just blame the politicians or blame everyone else that is not doing enough. Uh, when I meet Jesus, uh, he's going to ask me, He's going to smile at me and he's going to love on me. But he's also, the Bible says, you know, what did you do with the talent that I gave you? Uh, and uh, we know the story from the Bible of the talent, you know, how he gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one. And then what happened is that the one with five, he went on and he was able to double it, you know? Mm. And isn't it amazing how usually the people that have a lot are given more? Mm -hmm. So so uh, if you want something done, find someone that is busy and they will uh, make it happen. Uh, then you had the other one with two, he doubled it to four. And then the one that had been given a talent, he, he the Bible said that he just, um, how do you call it in English? He buried it down. Uh, because he was afraid of making a mistake. And I just want to ask you, what are you doing with the talents that you have? And those talents may be so many different things. Um, but uh, when it comes to right now, because we're talking about overturn, what are do you doing right now with, with the talents you have, uh, with the capacity you have, with the love you have, with the food you have? You know, uh, centers that are helping young mothers, they need everything, mm -hmm. even cleaning. I, I remember when I came to Israel, I wanted to help Holocaust survivors because I committed to that when I saw what had happened in the Second World War. And I was happy cleaning bathrooms and cleaning houses because I wanted to do something to alleviate the pain. So, so look at your chance, see what you have in your house. What are the talents God have given us, given you? Please do not bury your talent because you're afraid that you're not good enough or you don't know exactly where to start or what to do. You know, God, uh, God in that parable, Jesus said that you should have uh, given the one to someone that knew what to do, put it in the bank and get some, you know, if you don't know what to do, 
take your talent and give it to someone that is doing something, support them, help them. And I think that that is a very good way to get started. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, and uh, so, you know, this play is going to be uh, at the Truth and Liberty Conference, uh, the premier stage performance. I know that it's not going to be the last place that it's performed. It'll just be the the premier. So we're really honored uh, to be the setting for that, Elizabeth. And uh, and so we encourage everybody to go on truthandliberty.net today and register for the conference. It's a free event. Um, it begins on Thursday night at 7 p.m. I believe we will have a Truth and Liberty members reception with Andrew Womack and myself uh, at four o'clock. Uh, that's only for members. If you're if you're a member by then, you can come. Otherwise, um, you can just attend the conference. <laughs> but uh, we look forward to having all of you with us. It's going to be an exceptional time. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to say something here. One of the most amazing things that can happen at conferences and events like this, you can sit there and hear the speakers and watch the show and all of that and go to the workshops and you can learn. But well, something else that cannot be replaced by just attending online or whatever is the connections that you make and the people that you meet and that you will encounter. There can be life-changing, and there are at just about every event we do here, there are life-changing encounters between you and other people that God has sent in your path. Yeah. And uh, don't cheat yourself by staying home, right? Yeah. And don't cheat the other people by staying home. If you if you have to watch online, watch online. But I encourage everybody to make it out. It's going to be an amazing event. Well, we've got about two minutes left. Uh, Elizabeth, Matt, any closing remarks or comments? I would just say, uh, jumping in on top of that um, thought is, my life is forever changed because of yielding to God and coming here and serving underneath somebody who had a great vision mm -hmm. that starts with Andrew Womack. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when my wife and I, and now our full family surrendered to the call of God and began to serve someone else's vision, our destiny started to take shape. And then on top of that, God will send you others into your path, such as Elizabeth here. And so if you are completely inspired by her as I am, then you just find somebody who inspires you. You get involved and you just give everything that you've got to, to, to serve that vision. And God will bring it to pass what he has put on the inside of your heart. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to say, come. I am excited to see you. Uh, I think that uh, the event is also being live streamed. If you cannot come, but if you come, you may get a hug, and that is very nice. <laughs> uh, but I would say come. and um, But above all things, that know that you are never alone. God is with you, and it's never too late to fulfill your destiny. And there are lives that need to be saved. And our ultimate goal is that we need to bring people into heaven. Uh, so help me. Uh, let's do it together. Let's do what is good, what is right. And you are God's hands. You are the voice of God in this world. Amen. Well, I want to I want to just end by um, speaking, uh, just saying that if there's anybody that's watching um, today in these last few seconds and you have had an abortion or you know someone who's had an abortion, but especially if you have had one, I want you to know that God loves you, yes. that his mercy is available for you.
And the blood of Jesus is available to cleanse you and to make you whole. God says that he will cast your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And uh, so come to Jesus today and let him carry that for you and wipe wipe that away for you today. All right, guys. So we love you here at Andrew Womack Ministries, Truth and Liberty, Karis Bible College. Thank you for tuning in today. And uh, be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Uh, our show is at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time. We're going to have a great program tomorrow uh, with Alex McFarland and and it's going to be awesome. And be sure to register for the conference at truthandliberty.net. I want to say a special thank you to CTN for carrying our program once a week on their network. God bless you all. Thanks for watching. And we're going to see you again next time and at the Truth and Liberty Conference. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.